Check one, check two. Welcome to the Cannabis Coffee Hour with your host, me, Rob Cantrell. Oh man, I have a great episode, a caffeinated episode, a cannabis episode, a super special next level XL edition with my man. This guy uh, was on the Chappelle Show. He actually was in a Super Bowl commercial that I met, a big campaign. And uh, he also is a great stand-up comic and he has a special out I want you to check out called Brain Humor. It's fucking heavy and dope. And so is this guy. Please give it up for my good friend, Mr. Kyle Grooms. Oh shit, thanks Rob, thanks brother. <laughs> I, I hope you're gonna put music uh, under this uh, open, you know? <laughs> I don't know, we got some good birds chirping, so we might have it, but I do do. I got a little organ. <laughs> <I> make- <laughs> yeah, because it looks you like a crazy man. Just, yeah, but yeah, the music, if you ask me, it'll work. I know it's uh I get you gotta pump it up with a little uh what's the guy crazy Eddie you got a crazy Eddie yeah there you go you got a crazy Eddie your intro man or people don't catch it man it's like hooking the fish dude you got you gotta put the big fat worm you can't go out with the you can't go out with the plastic worm you gotta go for the night crawlers you gotta get that juicy worm yeah work yeah that's right right but be careful crazy Eddie ended up in in jail on some cocaine charges (laughs) <laughs> yeah he did yes he did but you know he was breaking boundaries somebody's got to go to the mount olympus and crazy eddie man had new york locked down in the 70s and 80s i appreciate the tri-state reference that's what i was going to lead into yeah <laughs> one of the best stand-up comics when i came to new york let's say 2003 but even i i started in 99 and there was a crew of stand-ups that were doing the circuit in New York City. And doing the circuit in New York City at the real comedy clubs was a motherfucker to break through. Like you really had to have super jokes and you had to have a little extra and you had to have, so it, just to talk to somebody that climbed his way all the way to the top and was in Super Bowl commercials and some of the epic sketches of uh, Chappelle's show, man. Uh, you were born and raised in New York, am I right? Or you were in Jersey? I know you split time a little bit. I was, I was born in Jersey. I was born in Jersey, Elizabeth, New Jersey. I was born. Yeah, and then nice. my mother made a little money, and we moved to the town over, Linden, the next time. And then things got better, and we moved to Perth Amboy, which is like a town like three, like fifteen miles down the road. So yeah, at this rate, I could retire in Haiti. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> Yeah, keep it moving, man. Moss doesn't grow on a rolling stone. And uh, you look good. I know you're around my age and we grew up. I was born in 72. So we grew up a little bit around the same time. I know you're a little bit older than I am. Two years. I'm uh, I was 69. Uh, Wow. That's my brother. My older brother was the same thing, man. So yeah. to li- speak on Jersey, do you have a fondness of Jersey or are you like, fuck Jersey? Or do you oh, like, oh, my I'm, wife's I'm, from Jersey. No, I'm, I love Jersey, man. I, I like the diversity I got. I like the mix of culture. I like the attitude I got there. And even the realness, like even people who I meet in other cities, once we start talking and they're from Jersey, male or female, black or white, Italian, you know, Polish, 
there's this this vibe that we know, you know what I mean, of realness. Like, you know what I mean? I what, do know. Yeah, Some of the toughest people are from New Jersey and Texas. Yeah. <laughs> in, my, in, my, in my life, in my 48 years of getting in uh, scraps or talking or hanging or just vibing, the toughest people I know are from either Jersey or Texas because they don't take any shit, but they are, they're not about airs. And Jersey definitely doesn't like, Jersey's has the culture dopeness of New York City somewhat, <laughs> but it doesn't have the airs. And uh, it could be a great place for dope, dope art. I mean, Redman has to be one of the best lyrical MCs of all time. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure, absolutely. Yeah, he's yeah. up there. He's up there, man. So Jersey's always had great stand-up comics. Who all came from Jersey? You, Rich Voss, Artie Fuqua. Who else we got from Jersey? Bill Bellamy. Uh, oh, Bill wow. Bar. Oh, wow. Shit, uh, Joe Matarese, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Jim Norton, Jim Norton, uh, yeah, uh, Rosa, Ross, Ross is from, uh, you know, Jeff Ross is from Jersey, yeah, yeah, shit, so many, there's a lot of comics from Jersey, yeah, I'm trying to think of the females from Jersey, hmm. mm, Jersey female comics. Uh, yeah, yeah Roz G and um, oh, some more's from Jersey. Oh, that's cool. Some more is great. And Roz G was uh, RIP. Did she pass? Roz, oh, Roz is not dead yet. She ain't dead oh, sorry. yet. Yeah, sorry. don't put Roz I, in, the, in the ground yet. <laughs> I apologize, Roz. Apologize. I got, I, I've been smoking a little bit of weed and uh, I got my comics mixed up, mixed up a little bit. Oh, I can get how you do. <laughs> Cool, cool, cool. Blessings. Blessings to all that is alive and kicking during this COVID situation, my man. How are you handling it down now? Uh, just to give the uh, listener, now you're a hardcore New York comic getting on television shows, but like me, you got married and had, and then you had twins. And then no, you- They're not twins. They're, they're a four and six, but they look alike. Like one's light, one's brown, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're both beautiful kids. Like I always thought they were twins. Yeah, I, all of a sudden, all I know is that we were both single, and then all of a sudden, a year later, not that we were both single, it just seemed like life just went through. You had two kids. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what happens, man. You you end up growing up. I mean, yeah. I was forty four when I had my first. So, and uh, you know, I'm happy I did it that way. I'm happy I got to be in New York going hard and, you know, on the New York scene. And by, by then I, it started to wear on me. Yes, I'm tired of it. And I started feeling like uh, I was graduated high school and was still hanging around the high school. You know what I mean? I and do. Then, and then, uh, yeah, my wife ended up, she wasn't my wife at the time, but she ended up, uh, pregnant and I actually planted the seed. I we I actually I know I I knew when I planted it. It was deliberate, you know? <laughs> it was like my wife and I had been through all the, you know, different things in our relationship and it was just time. And um and stand up was okay. But then at once I had the second child and going through the Lincoln tunnel every day from Jersey, I was just like, nah, this is too much. Yeah. Deep down my knees, you know, running from spot to spot. And yep. then the young comics, you know, it's like a frat house energy. You know, it's like I'm an older cat now. So it's, it's just getting corny to me. 
Yeah, man. It's a natural, growing up is dope, man. I like growing up and I've learned how to, you learn about your energy and, and how to like back off or figure out. And my whole thing is just trying to take the most natural path. And it just seems like a natural path and how you found actually like Kyle Groom's movie, he was ma a made dude in the New York scene just to, just to be, and that's a hard thing to do to be a made dude because you know, it's just a cutthroat business. But you moved down to Miami, and then you were saying to me that you get all the great gigs in Miami, and you booked a movie with Amy Schumer. Like you book shit out of Miami, and you still travel. And now there, you have like a show down there. Tell me about the scene and what you're building on right now in the last couple of years. Well, uh, before COVID, <laughs> the Miami scene. Like when I first got here, uh, there's this guy Manny Garavito who who started Miami Comedy, and he. He's really a comedy fanatic and, you know, really got a good energy for comedy. And he just built these one night rooms, like at bars, little bar shows. Yep. And now, you know, when I started, it was like one, two nights. Now, before COVID, you could get up every night a week, you know? Yeah. And there's no money there. There's, these are just little shows. But when there, there are produced shows, the money comes and, you know, I get booked at least once or twice a month on a local gig. And it's, you know... It's decent money for, you know, local. Yeah, man. And you're living in beautiful Miami. I just oh, think it's yeah. great. I think uh, it's not all about New York or LA right now, especially with technology and COVID yeah. and the legalization of cannabis and good coffee. I think you could do it out of the back of your truck fucking in Alaska. Because this online, people don't know where you are. They just see you and they're you're in their pocket right now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, it's a whole other game. Like entertainment, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about this podcast. I'm excited to connect with people like you that have not taken the traditional. As much as I wanted the money as some of these guys, my peers that blew up into the stratosphere, the more I'm liking my position now of just like building my own thing and just like growing it naturally and getting the money naturally. There's something, I don't know, it feels, it feels cleaner. It feels better. <laughs> yeah, you feel less thirsty and and and, and less vulnerable. Like yeah, you know, you yes, can, yeah, yeah. To their someone else's, you know, you cutting the strings, the puppet strings, you know. Yeah, the paradigm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Word. Word. Uh, so what uh what music are you vibing on right now? Are you still listening to hip hop? Do you listen to the new stuff? I know you're a hip hop head and a graffiti artist, which I want to get into of your early days. That's hilarious because I was just thinking about that today. Because people always ask me that, what music do you like? But it depends on what mood I'm in. Like this morning, I was in, I was uh, upload, I was listening to house, like you know, defected house, the house mix, you know. So I was just in, you know, vibing off house, but then I've been doing that, dude. I've been dancing, doing the dishes and shit around the house. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was cleaning. I was cleaning this whole morning because my yeah. wife and are away too. So now I, I get to clean this yep. house, spring clean, and smoke my weed and and create. And then later I'm going to work on another project that I get. So it's Daddy's day off, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get to do what you. I mean, yeah. Family is your family. That's just the gig. That's the real gig. But uh, yeah. being a creative artist, just being alone. I like being alone. Like I just told my wife, like, you know, I just gotta be alone. Sometimes it's, I've always been this way. I had an older brother and an older sister, everybody in my face. And uh, I never minded being alone. <laughs> so I'd, I've, I've had a good quarantine, but I've been hanging with my fam. 
it's been great. Yeah, it's, it's great, man. When you, you, shit, I look at my daughters and some of that little energy we, we create and with my wife, it's like, oh man, a little pocket of that little nucleus, you know what it is. <laughs> I do know what it is. That's exactly what it is. You can't believe that. You know, you'd be like, ah, it's, yeah, it's dope. But then you're like, hmm, do I need to be there with strangers or right here with, you know, I don't know. No, family always, man. Family first is what I've learned, even though money is super important. But as you know, I mean, speak on what you went through. You went through something super heavy in the last two years. Uh, yeah, you had a brain, uh, you had brain trauma and had to get operated on. Is this true, Kyle? Like, can you break yeah. down simply what happened? Yeah, March 7th, 2019, I, I went to lunch with my family sat down and I had a seizure, right? And, uh, and they called the paramedics, rushed me to the hospital and uh, found that I, my, I had a brain, a brain bleed, like my brain was bleeding. It was like a, a little tumor that formed and uh, it just started bleeding out of nowhere. And, uh, you know, and they operated, they had to uh, do a craniotomy and I made a full recovery with, um, you know, and it's benign, so it's not cancerous. And it's just one of those things that happens to people, you know? And it's, 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 it's kind of, they said it could have been in there my whole life and people, and people live with them sometimes, you know? But luckily, yeah, I made it, you know what I mean? Cause that's a blessing, Kyle, that's a blessing. Each was gone, you know, my wife and kids were there. It's, it was just crazy, you know? Wow. That is so heavy, and I'm just glad you made it to the other side, and you're here, and you're you have your vibe hasn't changed, Kyle. You know, I just you had the best vibe. <laughs> go through is, I mean, I can't imagine, and I think every, and thank you for even speaking on it. And I know you want, and it's behind you, and that, I, yeah, it's just one of those blessings. And life has that consistent curveball <laughs> that's always going on. Man. I thought I was good, man. You know, I. I I stopped eating meat about four years ago. I exercise just for fun, just to keep my energy up. Nice. You know, I want yeah. to keep my body electric, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you were in good health, you're saying, and the shit still hit you. Still hit me. I was in a vegan restaurant when it happened, bro. Oh. <laughs> you came out eating cheeseburgers. <laughs> Dude. I that's the that's the funny shit about life. Life is funnier than the most funny gas comedian out there, man. That is crazy, man. That you were doing everything right. I know what that takes. Like I don't eat vegan. Like I try to eat vegan. I skip every meal. But to make a commitment, and I know you're a man of discipline and and in in show business, you've always been on point. I could see you going, okay, I'm gonna be vegan, and you were doing everything right, and it still threw you a curveball, man. But but you know what, Rob, you say. I didn't choose vegan. Like you say, things come naturally. Veganism came naturally. I, I was in Cincinnati doing a, a Go Bananas and I was craving barbecues. There's a barbecue place I eat every time when I go to Cincy. You know, yeah. they got the side orders, the hush puppies, the mac and cheese, the collard greens, everything. And I'm gonna give me some barbecue chicken. Yeah, and it makes the weekend so much better. Yeah. On bread, you know what I mean? And I'm sitting there cutting the chicken off the bone and about to eat it, and I'm looking at the tendons and the muscles, and and it just, I was like, I'm eating a dead animal right now. There's a fucking carcass on my plate. 
And I just felt like a beast, you know what I mean? I was like, oh, like, I don't know how long it's been dead, if it's been in a refrigerator, where it came from. It's like roadkill, basically, not to, you know, fuck up, you know, not to- I don't no, no, speak on it, man. Express and then, um, and, and I had already been going that way anyway, because I have a brother-in-law who's like a master vegan chef. He learned with the best, like he'll make some vegetables, like taste like fucking, I've had brunches he had, like I had his Thanksgiving one year was the best Thanksgiving I ever ate. And not a piece of meat on the table. It's like four leaves and a carrot. <laughs> it, it, it tastes like bacon egg sandwich. They grill shit and cut it. It's the texture and the taste and season. Yeah. Man, shit. Spice. 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 Yeah. Variety, man. Spice. You can make anything spicy. You can make anything kick. Yeah. It's like mushroom. Like, you know, I, and I, I cook now with a lot of I jack. fuck with mushrooms. Mushrooms, yeah. heavy. Uh, mushroom. I eat a bucket of mushroom. So it's Before like, you get the shiitake and you chop it, like you chop it and then grill it in olive oil or some- Shiitakes are hard to find because, you know, because they, they're rare, you know, but you could get them. But I usually just get the big portobellos and sometimes I'll slice them thin when I make bacon. Sometimes I, yeah. I season it with smoked paprika and, and some mm. other, and they got liquid smoke, this stuff called liquid smoke. I do know it's liquid smoke. Yeah, yeah you I put that in a slow cook. A little bit of uh, amino enzymes and fry it hard. Then you can make you a BLT. You know what I mean? You can it, all that shit. I make bacon and uh, fucking nigga. You kidding me? But people just don't. You know, you've been trained to make stuff this way, so you don't think it's you think it's hard, but it's not. I cook the same way. I, the same way I make breakfast, I just prepare it. You know, this instead of that. Like, like even I make a lot of Dominican dishes because I dated a Dominican girl. I had a friend that owned a Dominican restaurant. So like pollo guisado and mm. shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pollo, I use jackfruit because it's the same texture as chunks of chicken. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. They did roast those, uh, yeah, plantain. They just roast all those vegetables and the seasoning yeah. is just right. I've been killing it in the kitchen, man. My wife is like, wow, you know what I mean? Curries and all kinds of goofy shit I've been doing. Oh wow, man! I love it. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I could fuck up. I'm a good cook, man. I can't lie. I'm. I, it comes pretty naturally. And then in Brooklyn, there's an old Italian deli. I I did get some meatballs. <laughs> and dude, Kyle, let me. I'm not a. I'm, I try to be vegan. I do that, but sometimes I splurge. I always say like, I, no, I, I eat a hamburger <laughs> like. Yeah, I eat hamburger like some people do cocaine. Like I do it like once a month. <laughs> It's like something bad I'll do, but I may cut it out down the line because you definitely, it, I, I've been through that scenario in my head as well um, about eating animals and dead car. And just, just uh, I'm also into vitamins. I just, I, I've been getting to a place where like the body is your temple, you know, it's like your body's everything. As you know, you know, brain, everything. It's like, we've been given everything here. Yeah. You know, it's just like, you gotta fucking, whether it, and everybody's body's different. Everybody's body's different. It matters what they've been through or what they've been brought up in or where they came from is what they're gonna react to, you know? If you think about it, uh, on a molecular level though, our bodies are the same, you know? It's, it's, oh yeah. It's, uh, you know, 75% water. And then, you know, and we're like plants, the same things, the minerals and things. So you would, you would feed it plant energy, you know, plants is energy 
Like yeah, me, plants make it dead energy. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know. And, I know. And like you know, you laying down now, you you like a you you this rotting animal is going through your system. You get what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying, dude. Man, I I'll speak on it. Yeah, and I, but I, I, I love food, Kyle. You know, I love life. I love, I'm just one of those dudes and I'm getting more of my gratefulness that I love life. I love good food. I love spicy shit. I love good bacon. That's, That's the thing, man. I don't, I'll, I'll, I'll go. But the only thing about cooking bacon is crazy. Is like when you cook like two strips of bacon in a frying pan and you see how much grease, two strips of bacon, like two strips of bacon puts a puddle of like saturation of like this. Yeah, yeah. Dude, like you can make butter out of that for a week. And that's just like <laughs> fucking from two, like that That goes through your blood. So yeah, I kind of get actually, that. Actually, that is blood. It's, it's the blood, it's the secretion from the pig that makes all that juice. It's actually pus. It's pus from the pig. It's <sighs> from his skin and from his, you know, that's from, because pigs don't sweat, so they secrete pus. That's why sometimes when you eat, it be sticky. Mm -hmm. like that, that's that pus. It tastes so good. But it does taste so good. <laughs> but I'll tell you what's good, but what's even better, or just what I've been fucking with heavy that gets almost on par, but I've been thinking about mixing. I'm about bringing worlds together. <laughs> but Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts. I made some Brussels sprouts that will fuck. I mean, because I burn, you got to burn the hell out of the Brussels sprouts. Okay. Yeah, you I gotta love make it. it crispy. You gotta make it like it's a barbecue potato chip, man. You gotta <laughs> get that thing down to the crisp. Do you do Brussels sprouts? Oh yeah, I mess with sprouts. I, I, I season them with a little bit of balsamic vinegar. Maybe chop up some some nuts to put in it. Like you know, no Ooh. home. <laughs> anyway, what kind of nuts are you messing with? I know, I know, that's an easy joke. But uh, walnuts, or you go cat? What do you if you go to the nut store to get some nuts? <laughs> what kind of nuts are you fucking with? with nuts, That's uh, homo. <laughs> mostly, <laughs> cashew mostly because they're most readily. No, nuts are expensive, but uh, they're expensive. They're good on my teeth. Variety nuts, with, uh, but my favorite, you know, I like almonds. Uh, but they're I like hard. pistachios. I fuck with pistachios. Don't I know. Just I went through a bag of uh, shelled pistachios yesterday. I couldn't stop. I ate the whole thing. Dude, it was like a $7 bag. I was like, I'm going to put this on my desk. I'm going to eat a couple every day. And I just sat there and it was like barbecue flavored. And I just ate the whole fucking bag. Yeah. Man. They were too good. There's a reason you need to work for that pistachio. Like, <laughs> They didn't make me work for it. Yeah. So I just I don't, even, I don't even like the shelled pistachios just because, you know, fuck that. Yeah. You know, I like the way I like to, you know, I don't know who who picked who opened it with their teeth. They probably opened it with their teeth. Because <laughs> that's the only way to open it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Somebody in the back put it in a bag. Okay, we got 10 of you guys. <laughs> Those dudes lost some bets. Some bookie had to collect some money, man. Uh, do you get out to the ocean, man? Is the ocean out there near you? Hey, man, I'm looking at it right now. Oh, wow. It's, uh, I don't know, can I turn the camera? You can see through that condo. Like, I don't know, there's a condo block in there, but there's ocean somewhere. You just have to walk over there, and there you got the yeah. big blue right next to you. 
Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. I, I sometimes in the morning for sun sunrise and uh shit. Yeah, it's I'm looking. Do you get at a coffee? coffee? What kind of co do you drink coffee or you do tea? I'm mostly tea only because I used to be heavy coffee every morning because my wife is Puerto Rican. I get the cafe con leche, you oh. know, and our fumale, you know, my vape for marijuana. Yes. You know? Yeah, so yeah. I, make, I make a little coffee con leche every morning. I used to before I I started, you know, having stuff with my system and my energy. So yes. I started switch to tea just because they say coffee is not alkaline. <laughs> no, 100%, dude. I switch it up. I do kombucha. I do everything. And I do like a good green tea. And I think if I'm on my healthy tip, if I'm on you know, knocking it out on the health tip. Green tea, you can't get much better. That's all antioxidants. And it'll wire you up, too. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I've been starting to fuck with, like, hibiscus teas and shit like that. Oh, nice. Tamar uh, tamarind, I don't know what the name is. But, yeah, them little... Yeah, those are good for your blood. Yeah, I do turmeric in my smoothie. I do a, a peanut butter. I talk about it on the podcast. I do peanut butter, banana... Uh, and then I do turmeric, cinnamon, and dark chocolate powder. Okay. And uh, I do that with oat milk, with raw local honey. That's my morning juice that I do. There you go. So you are you are kind of, uh, you pretty close to lifestyle, like a organic lifestyle. You mentioned oat milk and shit like that. You don't do cow's milk or? I did this morning. My kid likes it. And we got, oh. there was a good fresh one <laughs> laying around. <laughs> but it is, it is just, it is trippy. You know, the, I mean, you can go with the whole vegan uh, look at it. You know, sucking on another animal's titty is just weird, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And my, like, um, and how old is your son? He's like six, no? It's my girl. Yeah, she's all. She's, yeah, 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 yeah. She's uh, up there. She's more close to ten. Holy shit! Damn. I know. Time is flying. She's you know. Day before. Holy shit! Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't. Um, we don't give them milk at all. They get uh, almond milk. They they drink almond milk. Now, almond milk's great. Yeah. yeah. They drink on almond. But uh, and I like when we had a pediatrician when they were born that like was. She's from Germany, and she was trying to get us not to give them formula, like from the U.S. She wanted us to to, to order formula from Germany because it's more natural. Because the U.S. formula already has sugar in it. It's like already it's mostly sugar, and it's getting them already addicted in in their bloodstream sugar. So she was like, "Please order it." I mean, we never did because you know we fucking it took us too long to catch up. Like we gotta do this. You mean we have to order something? <laughs> <laughs> we gotta just go get some Seminac somewhere, yeah, man. Yeah, so, yeah. So we we we're gonna give them the organic stuff from here, but they it's still you know if it's in the U.S. because U.S. allows shit in their products that other countries refuse to allow. Do you grow any vegetables and stuff? Since you're so, if you do. Hey. Right behind me. <laughs> See that? Those are onions. Oh, wow. You got the green onions? Yeah, a little cilantro, a little uh, thing, and then there's a little marijuana. <laughs> nice. And uh, yeah, I got a medical card, so I'm good. Yeah, tell, tell me, what's it like in Florida? You can have a medical card? Yeah, you can get a medical card. It's only legal medically here. 
Um, you have to get a card, have a doctor have to prescribe it. You know, you go to the doctor, there's certain things, you know, they say, oh, you have this, that, and the third. I have seizures, so, you know, and- uh, So the and, CBD is good for you. Is that what the doctors, is that what people, is that what the street's saying or what is this? Yeah, yeah, actually it is good for your brain. And, and it's, and actually, and since I have been on it, because like I get, instead of getting street weed, where it's like your brain is, you don't know what the fuck. Yeah, you don't know. You know. It's like this stuff has been, it's actually has been making my brain more present and more like it's been pulling shit together. Do you get what I'm saying? I do get what you're saying. I feel it, man. I like, feel I, it. I've been talking to people on the elevators. <laughs> I mean, through my mask, but you know, it's like, yeah, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, man. I do think see, that's the one thing when I would try to quit smoking weed, like, I think the psychotic thing, like sometimes it's not good to be high. You got to do your taxes. You got a major life decision. You got to, you know, you got to go put your dog down or something. It's not good to be super high. But the CBD, I always felt my bones. I, I just felt like my body feeling better when I had it in my life for some reason, yeah. you know, especially getting yeah. older. Like you talk yeah. about stomping around New York, like now, you know, that's helped. I didn't drink alcohol. I, uh, yeah, I just smoked weed. I think that helped me survive these years of doing all these clubs. Skin still look good. And, you know, even though you eat meat, you still, you know, your skin yeah. still looks, you know, the, 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 the drinking really deteriorates. Yeah, the drinking and smoking tobacco. Tobacco and cigarettes and red meat will fucking fuck you up. And what you're thinking, that's what a lot of it right now. If you have hate in your heart, or if you have hate in your head, like that's the good thing I'm learning now is like, even, you know, I'm never perfect and, but I'm still learning just to let go of any resentment. Like you don't level up unless you let go of like some of this hate, like, you know, that's out there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I've never, I've never got into too much negative energy with anyone so much except for you know your wife your relationship because <laughs> <laughs> you guys are sick of each other yeah, yeah. You're sick of each other. it's just like ooh. i don't care who you're around man i don't care who it is it could be jesus christ man so you're gonna get sick of them if they're around you 24 yeah. 7. <laughs> yeah so my heart goes out to everybody surviving this quarantine we're all doing the best we can man everybody thank you for listening to this podcast uh, love your people, smoke your weed, uh, legalization, it seems to be coming on this election. Uh, we're talking to Kyle Grooms here, it's legal there. He went through, he has medical uh, cannabis. Like in Switzerland, they have uh, cannabis, they sell it, and it's all high CBD flour, which I always think is a good idea. Like when I was out in California, I would get a vape pen, but I would get a one-in-one, -one, like one part CBD, one part uh Shit that gets you high. <laughs> yeah, nah, you know, since since I got a medical card that gets THC, uh, I CBD, it's okay, you know. <laughs> but I do, I do uh, admit it does have an effect on my feeling and how you know, just your vibe. But uh, yeah, uh, actually, I've gotten into the cannabis business since you know, sort of, or kind of through the back door. A friend of mine, it's been legal in Michigan for like a year and a half or so. Yeah, they're wide open out there. My friend from Jersey that I grew up that I used to write graffiti with, uh, is shout out to Craze, Craze Mario. <laughs> Craze Mario, shout well, out. We used, be, we used to be seeking Craze. That was our, our right, you know, 
dope. And uh, now, you know, we used to be backup dancers together. We, you know, college together. It was like, but now he moved to Michigan with his family to start a grow house. And uh, they, it's called L Train. L Train is the brand because, you know, we like the graffiti trains, you know, that type of shit. Yeah, yeah. I was riding on the L Train, man. You, yeah, you're yeah. going to hit Brooklyn. You're definitely going to hit Marcy on the L. <laughs> no, you but, hit Marcy on the J Train, but the L Train's dope. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, now he brought me in to like help with marketing and help with just, you know, I mean, I have graphic design and vibe. Yeah. And humor. Sure. You guys can make videos. Keep me in the loop, man. Yeah. Uh, we just released, uh, we got 10,000 downloads. So we just hit that uh, on the podcast. So yeah, we've been having more and more cannabis people. So yeah, I'd love to talk to you and craze and seek, as they say, were you seek? I'm, I'm seeking. He was crazed. You know what I mean? Ah. Seek. And sometimes I would write SK and he would write KR because KR. A Z E, that's how he wrote it. And I wrote S E E K. You know, because I had to write his name sometimes. Because if, if your man's ain't there and you throw up, sometimes you got to throw up his name too. Like, you know, yeah. It's crazy. But you could you do his tag though? His tag is his tag. Isn't that your thumbprint as a graffiti writer? Like, yeah, but it's like you throw up everybody in the crew just in your sick, whoa, whoa, seek. My yep. max is a bombing, M-O-B, Seek, Craze, you know. When Seek and Craze were out in these streets, what year are we talking? From 83 to 87. Wow. I was from 83 to 80. Because I remember when I got into graffiti, I was working at uh, Burger King. And because uh, I, my, let's go back. Let me go back to where in the beginning. I was always into art. Art was my thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, from from kid, five, six, seven years, I used to color in the crayon books. Hit fifth grade, I used Everybody to, in your family knew you, that's what you did. Yeah. That's what I did. Yeah. I, my fifth grade teacher, I used to sit in the back of the class and draw other people. I would draw her, I would draw all that shit. I love drawing, yeah. And then she, she caught me and she was like, Miss Woodman's fucking bitch, right? So she <laughs> stopped me from going to art class. That's it. No more art class. Everyone would go to art. I'd have to sit in a room by myself. Oh, work, you know, didn't tell my mother because, you know, you can't tell you. I didn't tell my mother till, till I was an adult, maybe <laughs> in my 40s. And she was like, she did what? <laughs> you should have told me. Yeah. So I lost the, the art. It's just, I just lost it. You know, it's like something that I let go of art. Yeah. But then my friends showed up. I was at, on a shift at Burger King. With a peace book, it was like a a, pee, a book with all the shit that niggas was trained, and they was like, "Yo, we into this shit." And I, and yeah, I saw these sketchbooks that you can get at art stores. You can yeah, get a nice exactly. open, and they're fat. I still get them. I love them, and yeah. you can get fat markers, and you practice your tags. So these kids right. were doing this. Yeah, and and it was yeah, it was a book that they had from the like it was a book. It was a, it was like other pieces from around New York City. It's had like scenes work. I mean, uh, uh, dust, you know, like dust. Yeah, it would have Polaroids, right? So yeah, you would yeah. get, people would get Polaroids. This, this is before the internet, people. So it's like this weird, it under. that's what's dope about hip hop is that it came out of nowhere. That's what's dope about talking to Kyle because uh, the New York area is where it came out of. And so it, a lot of it was graffiti and just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Just these graffiti came out and just like kids wanted to express themselves like you that yeah. couldn't express themselves. Word. 
And, and yeah, from then I was lit. Uh, and I went out here. Yeah, every I, night or every other night you would go out, would you sneak out of your house? It became, I don't, it, it was like, it just became my lifestyle. I, my hands were filled with paint. I had always had markers. I, I would make markers. I would steal like erasers from the school to make markers with a sock. I would, you know, curl paints. I was at graffiti lifestyle. You're supposed to steal. So I wasn't really like a going in and boost. You know, I would cut out jackets to see if, but I wasn't really that brave to boost shit. Cause I, you know, I was in the Cub Scouts, man. I wasn't that. I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, man. There was a, there was some, that's the thing about graffiti. And during that time, and I think of Style Wars, which is the epic graffiti documentary during that time. And you probably ran with a couple of those kids from Style Wars. You may have. I, I was in Jersey. So, so Jersey, Jersey, yeah. Yeah, Jersey was a whole different, you know. Yeah, the hip hop's different. Yeah, it's that's like uh, that. Style Wars is like you know Harlem and the Bronx and New York. So you were in Jersey, but I know graffiti was like popping out of everywhere, and that was like one of the beginning things because the lettering just looked so dope. A lot of it came from, I think, from comic books. I mean, I loved comic books growing up, and like. Yeah, even my kids loves Archies. We just got a stack of Archies everywhere, man. Because they're just, did you like comics growing up? I didn't read them, but I liked the artwork. Yeah, I liked the artwork. I wasn't heavy read. I wasn't a super nerd. I just like dope lettering. And that's what I liked about graffiti. Nothing, nothing better than a good bubble letter. You know, a good, good 80s. You threw up some bubble letters, Kyle, huh? Yeah, I did. I went bubbled and, it, you know, then I went to wild style and and, and just tags and I would do, you had to do three or four different styles that you, you just, you just practice, you're always evolving. You're always trying to evolve. I remember the first piece we did was, was Prince with a spray can and it said, uh, Ghetto Art Masters. That was our first crew, Ghetto Art Masters. And wow. then, you know, we had Prince with a graffiti can on the bridge. It was under the bridge going to Staten Island. And uh, it had some good purples. Did you have some purple oh, paint? Yeah, no purples, yeah. Ah, and then yeah, I, yeah. I, That's I, a great I, idea. I have never seen Prince on a graffiti on a joint. And I got a, I got a job at a store because I knew they sold spray cans. So then I would have access to them. So I would take one or two here and there. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. There was like a, it was a, it was an illegal art form. It was scary to be a graffiti artist, like you. And that was when cops were killing people. I mean, they're still killing people, but yeah, you could get fucked up in uh, New Jersey, probably running from cops, and people would steal uh, spray paint. That was the thing, because spray paint is expensive. It's like four dollars a can. Four dollars a can, exactly. So if you're gonna do a throw up, or you're gonna, do, as they say, a throw up. I, I, I just watched Beat Street. That's where I know it from. But if you're gonna do a major throw up, I mean, that's uh, you know, that's like ten cans of paint. Yeah, well, that's why sometimes we didn't do two coats. If you see some of my old work, it's like one. <laughs> 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 this dude got caught boosting. This dude didn't make it out the store, man. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, we got chased by the police uh, once during a, 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 a one night. And you, it's weird because when you see them, you don't, it comes out of nowhere. Someone's coming at you in darkness. So it's like, holy shit. And then we all ran. I ran this way, someone ran that way. And, and uh, I remember running across the tracks. And it was a cop had the spotlight on me and I jumped into the backyard with a dog. It was like a movie. 
And then we all ran to my man's house, it was home base. And it was like, okay, one person made it. It was four of us, one person made it, two people made it. And it's three, okay, three of us. Where's your little brother? <laughs> Phone rings, and then you hear his mother call from downstairs, Terrence, uh, Milton, Milton got arrested for graffiti. I'm like, we were like, holy spray paint or some shit like that. We were like, oh, little brother got caught, got little snagged. Brother. Did he? Did he snitch? Did he snitch on you guys? Yeah, of course he did. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got busted shoplifting at Union Station, and I think I was stealing self-destruction cassette. I think I was feeling, uh, and I got caught by the like the security guard, and he made me cry. I remember I cried like a pussy. <laughs> so, but uh, little brother getting caught, caught, got him, and then then he gave up everybody. Right? What was the name of that crew? Oh, the crew we had then. Yeah. Oh, that, that was the mob. By then, we had become the mob, masters of bombing. Oh, masters of bombing. Oh man, the mob. That's a that's an ill name. You know, it's so funny. My friend's uh, little brother went on to play football at Yale. You know what I mean? Because he yeah. was a fat kid. We used to call him Baby Whale. But then he grew up and he came to Yale, and then he got a job with, uh, you know, Goldman Sachs or some shit. And like making millions. And yeah, yeah, he's somewhere. He's got a house up in like Northern California <laughs> right now, and a couple horses on his third yeah, wife. Yeah, and cocaine doing very well. Yeah, doing very well. Yeah, doing well. That's yeah, that's part of just New York childhood or New Jersey childhood. That's uh, fascinating. That I don't think will ever. You know, I think about our childhood before the internet, and it's like that shit was raw, but it it will never come back again. You know? Yeah, because we could be a little reckless. Yeah, it was reckless and learn from mistakes and life and see like true consequences play out. So it's like, you're like, yeah, you have a little bit more of a realer view of things sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I was checking out one of your pieces uh, that you put, I don't, I ended, I did it like, oh, let me, let me Google Kyle real quick before the interview. But I looked at something cause I love graffiti, but you did have like, uh, stop the violence like graffiti right you had something about the cops yeah, killing. yeah you had some yeah. early black lives matter shit in the early 80s like i saw and i was like oh shit kyle this is uh this is dope yeah that was around 88 89 in my hometown perth amboy uh an uh, undercover cop shot a suspect and the town went crazy you know what i mean oh, man. And so, and I was, I was at art school then, but I had come home during like, the, it was like the break or something, one of the spring breaks and uh, the town was burning. So me and my man and our crew, we got up and put up a piece, stopped the violence. And then we put, instead of serving to protect us, cops disrespect us. And we had, I had a gun pointed like this, you know, with the police badge and all that shit, you know. Yeah. And, but if you can see it, um, we took the, if you could see the photo, it, it wasn't because the photo was old, it's because we only had one coat of paint. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you said that earlier joke, and I saw that piece, and I was impressed by that piece, but you're right, there was a fade on it, and it wasn't the photo. It wasn't the photo. <laughs> it was just because some of that weak graffiti, not weak, but some of that graffiti, you look over like, was that done 10 years ago? Was that done in 73? <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, you know. But it looked cool, but it had the piece and it had the character. Anytime, yeah, wasn't it Dondi? Was that the famous graffiti writer that started using characters? Like, did yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to play, yeah, Dondi, yeah, he was bad. He was dope. Yeah, yeah I like his style. Him. Yeah. That's, yeah, we, we used to love to bite, like his, like, you're not bite his. Shit, but but no, everybody in B-Boy, everybody, I, I had say hip hop, but our early 80s B-Boy, Dondi style was like the dope shit. Yeah, that was like the real shit. approach to it was, was nice. Like we would always try to get like Japanese comic books or French Bombo Day. I remember it was a comic book. I remember going to, to France on a college trip trying to get comic books in France just because, you know, they had different characters and different Thing, you know? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I like listening to international hip hop, man. I love hearing like French rappers, dudes I don't, or Japanese rappers, dudes I don't even hear, know the language. Sometimes it's dope. Sometimes I'm like, oh, this sounds good. Hmm. Oh yeah, you know what fucked me up is when hip hop, when I started, saw hip hop was international. In like 88, I was in art school and we went on a, a trip through Europe. And I'm in Italy, and this Italian kid went by with a boombox bumping LL Cool J, and it blew my fucking mind. You know what I mean? It was like 88. You know what I mean? This is Italy. This you is know. before the internet. Yeah, it looks like Rome walking around. Before downloads, before. Yeah, yeah. You literally thought like it was Rome. Like, I mean, you thought we were back in like. <laughs> yeah. <short times. laughs> yeah, in Rome. Yeah, for real. That's where I was. It was like. And that, that's when I was like, damn, that's what's up. And he's pumping, I need a beat. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, no, hip hop trips me out because I did see it in, in Virginia. Like literally we had to like hook up radio, like hook up an antenna to the back of your radio to pick up Norfolk to get oh. like the hip hop shit. But you would get New York and because of DC, you got go-go. So you always had, but that early hip hop wasn't around everywhere. You know, like it just, it wasn't, you. it was like, you go to the record store, it was like this little small section in the record store. And then it just it exploded. And then when I saw like how big Jay-Z is now, like looking, like I go to my ATM and he's on the cover of the fucking Chase Bank, you know, him and Beyonce. And I'm like, I'm like, holy shit, man. Hip hop came from just a bunch. And it was little kid. Like, that's what I think, like us break dancing, like I always go back to that just because there is an innocence and that's like my childhood. But it really was the younger kids. We were popping and lot. It wasn't the older kids that was uh -huh. doing on the nobody 25 was trying to break. Oh, yeah, it was it was mostly under 20 art form. You know what I mean? That's that's what's amazing about it. I just wish it didn't fall into the trick bag of, you know, just society and you know, what it- Yeah, yeah, everything got played out, but that early days, like, I was gonna ask you, cause you are, I, I see you as uh, your ninja level, hip hop, like level. But this is when I, you know how you can test a headliner and stand up, right? You can test a headliner and stand up. Can you do 45 minutes? Can you really do 45 minutes? But in hip hop, I think if you're a breaker, this is like the headlining moment. Can you do a windmill? Can you do a proper windmill? Uh, for me, I've never, I've never been that uh, athletic to do uh, 
windmills or anything. I'm not oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're still on JV. You're still JV. <laughs> nah, that ain't that just ain't my what I that ain't what I contribute to hip hop. All right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yours is art. You know, I, is... I can pop a little, but that was my thing. But because I see see niggas that was masters at that shit. Like, look, I that. know masters. That's what I always <laughs> said. Like that was the thing that when people started doing windmills, like not the kick style, like the regular straight up windmill. That's when I was like. Oh shit, because I couldn't ever do that. I couldn't picture myself. It just looked so crazy. Yeah, and I lived in a town with a lot of nimble Puerto Ricans, so in Dominican. <laughs> so I, <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah. if you could windmill, you had the floor. You yeah. had the floor. Nobody's gonna top you if you could windmill. Yeah, man, you're like a helicopter down there. You know what I mean? It's a helicopter landing. You could spin on your hand, the dude doing the worm, but the dude doing the windmill, that was a whole other dude. <laughs> for real. Uh, man, Kyle, thank you so much for doing this, man. I think we're right about that time, and I appreciate you coming on. Is there anything you want to tell the good people out there in the uh, internet universe? Uh, I want to talk. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, yeah, let me tell, tell me, uh, I, I hope I didn't over talk. I did hit a little bit of herb, so I might, and, and, and I'm lonely. So it was nice to talk to you. <laughs> but uh, tell us, you, you released your special, who did you release it with and, and, and who did you, and where did you get it recorded at? Oh, uh, my special, is, when I got out of the hospital, I couldn't drive for six months. So I got out in March and I, I started working on my special in the fall of 2019. And, uh, you know, I filmed it in Miami and I released it on Amazon. Amazon was the first place I got it. You know, I didn't, you know, people like, you should try to get Netflix, but I knew they weren't messing with me. So I just said, put on Amazon. Yeah, I think everything, especially if you're a creative person like yourself, we all know how to do this. So you get some good cameras. You get it recorded, or I don't know who put it up, but uh, yeah, you, you go, give me some good font, give me some good, you know, line it all up. Now it's on YouTube, so. Oh, that's great. Check it out on YouTube, everybody, some brain humor. Um, Did you see it yet? Did you get to see it? I saw parts of it. I like oh. the beginning. I saw the intro. I saw parts of it. And I know your act, but I, I'll watch it all the way through, my man. Oh, no, nah, don't worry. It's no, just no, no I will. I will. I will. I think you're a great comic. I try not to watch. You're one of those dudes that I could get, like, right when I moved to New York, there was a time where you were doing stuff with your glasses, and I had glasses, and I started doing some stuff that was similar to your shit, and I was like, I got to get away. I can't watch Kyle because he's so fun. You are one of those dudes that are so funny. Like there's a couple of dudes like that that I tried and like I gotta like be careful, but I am gonna watch. I think everybody should watch and check out the special. I saw it and I thought the intro was great and you talking about a lot of it's, it's, it's the heavy story of your brain and then it's, where is it? And then it's, I, yeah, I thought it was taped in Florida it felt like, or was that in New York? Yeah, it was in um, it was in Little Haiti actually at a theater called the Villain Theater in Little Haiti. Oh, shout out the Villain Theater in Little Haiti. I thought that looked amazing. What was that? Is that a cool venue to do? Oh, uh, yeah, it's great. And it's like, a, it's an improv school now. It's like an improv school and it's a theater right in the town that they're about to gentrify, Little Haiti. <laughs> yeah, man. It's like, a, it's like the, um, they, they say it's going to be the new up and coming neighborhood that's hip. Like Wynwood is it, was like, if you come to Miami, have you been to Wynwood section of Miami? 
No, I haven't. I don't think I, no, I did Fort Lauderdale. I went to Miami once. I think I've been once. It's an old warehouse area that they just gave to graffiti artists. Like you could just, they're like the graffiti is ridiculous. It like makes my brain hurt so good. Like hurts me, it hurts, it's so good. You know what I mean? Like It was like that five point place in, in Queens. Did yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. Everywhere through neighborhoods and you see little different little pieces of art and, and uh, it's fucking ridiculous. And then, uh, yeah, so if you ever get, uh, come down, just, just After COVID, I'm coming down, man. I'm coming down. I want to do a show. I want to do some weed shows. I want to link up. Uh, and I want to check. It. That's the weird thing about graffiti. I never, uh, I never get tired of it. Like yeah. I have it on Instagram. I'm always like, I should be tired of this. And then I see some shit. I'm like, yeah. oh man, that is dope. It's, it's ridiculous. So much eye candy. A lot of eye candy. A lot of eye candy and it's all very unique because you're never going to yeah. get it again. And the thing about art is like the rare, the, what I've learned getting old, it's, I was always like, why does a painting cost millions of dollars? Like, what does that mean? And then I've learned it's like, it's the rarity, you know, if there's only one of these joints, yeah. you know, and if the person's good, it's not like you can go get it everywhere. It's just like, a Basquiat is like, a, that. that's it, man. There ain't no more being made. Like, that's it. Yeah. Um, so I want to get down there and check out all the art and culture. And yeah, man, I can't wait for this stuff to die down um, and get moving. Have you been performing at all or you been hiding out? No, I did a show at the West Palm in, uh, Improv last night. <laughs> yeah, cool. and, uh, and I have a show tonight. <laughs> In Fort Lauderdale, uh, Gina Savage starts running the show now here. But I've been uh, I've been keeping my distance. Uh, like I haven't been greeting the audience when they leave, and been washing my hands a lot, wearing my mask. And yeah, like I think if yeah, if you just yeah, if you do all those things, you're good to go. And I've snuck out a few places here and there. I haven't gone on the road hot and heavy, but yeah, I've, I've gone it, and I like doing it. And it does feel good to do stand up, but I'm not going it super heavy. Feel more grounded though now after just being able to sit in what's going on in the world and I'm having fun every time I'm on stage it's a blast bro I'm like yeah I, I, I was riding out last night <laughs> yeah 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 because people are loving the laughs they need the laughs like right now like humor is a self defense mechanism and it's made for times like these like. When, when shit is down and everybody's fucked up, this is when the best laugh, you can get the best laughs right now um, because uh, people need it. And I, I love, uh, yeah, I love performing. And that's, I also feel, I'm grateful that I did it for so long. Like the last few years have been kind of rough in terms of like, man, I've been closing on 20 years now, just grinding in these streets. And I haven't stopped, like I haven't, but, the quarantine just came and, you know, I don't know, it probably added five years, hopefully, knock on wood, praise God, John, you know, hopefully everything works. But it, I think it's been healthy for me just to take a rest. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. A little breathing. Yeah, put everything in perspective. Yeah, let's sit on it. Hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let and it all settle. Family and kids and, and you're still eating, you're like, okay, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's the gig man that is the gig 
Well, Kyle, man, I appreciate it. Uh, thank you for your time and, and so awesome to catch up and, and uh, good luck with the special. Everybody, please check it out on Amazon Brain Humor, Kyle Grooms. You're it's the on man. YouTube. It's on YouTube now too. You can see it on YouTube. I upload it on YouTube. Check out Kyle Grooms' YouTube. Do you, uh, do you know the channels that you're on or you just oh, rock I'm brain, brain Humor is on YouTube. I'm oh, nice. Yeah, at Kyle Grooms. And Kyle Grooms, check it out on YouTube. Awesome, Kyle. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. All right. Thanks for having me, Rob. It's good seeing you, man. Healthy and, you know, we losing comments. Good to see you. Good dude, man. Oh, I love seeing you. Yeah. There's a, and it's, and you're one of the, my favorite and funniest and artistic. I just, comedy's like, has brought me uh, my relationships, man. I haven't had agencies or managers or anything, but, how I've survived is just good old relationships. Like I'm with you, like we're just friends. And I just think it's so cool that we're, we're still together and we're still doing the thing and raising families and, you know, and it's still right. just the, as good as talking as it was 10 years ago. Right, right, there you go. All right, peace, All right. love everybody. Thank you for listening, like, and subscribe. All right, Rob. All right, man, thank you, buddy. You, that was awesome.